spoiler alert. Oh, this is the only fucking podcast about The Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? Tonight on No Fucking ZD, we'll discuss one of the bloodiest scenes in Soprano family history, Dr. Melfi being at the top of her fucking class, and Vaseline, etc. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. I see it all too clear I only taste the saline When I kiss away your tears Hey, you got any smokes? I kind of want a cigarette. Yeah, uh, I need to clear my throat a little bit and cough. I'm going to cough the whole time, like like Bacala Sr. <laughs> Welcome to No Fucking ZD, episode 31. Um, just another toothpick in the whole box of podcast toothpicks that we keep here. We actually, yeah. I'm referring actually, to an actual toothpick. Yeah. I might be able to quit my job at the toothpick factory if this, <laughs> if this podcast keeps going well. Hopefully. Um, welcome, guys. Yeah, so to, this is a, um, a kind of classic episode i feel like i say that every single week but this one sort of is i well, feel like it is season three yeah uh yeah and we're still on the streak of season three being my personal favorite that's a streak that we're all on together yeah 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 um yeah so this is a uh pretty violent episode yeah we thought it's, last week was crazy right this this I don't want to say it tops it by it any means. It doesn't top it, but it's certainly like a different type of crazy yeah. that, that we uh, may or may not have been expecting. It's insane. Um, and uh, it's also a pretty funny episode. Always get to get an arty storyline. Always fun to laugh at him. I mean, I think it's great that we got basically an episode that's mostly about Bacala mm-hmm. ar- and Artie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we and Junior and Bacala Junior. Junior and Bacala Junior also. Yeah, that's um, true, yeah. actually. So, so like a lot of comedy in this one for such a dark, dark, dark episode. I know. Um, oh my yeah. god. And the pacing's great. And uh yeah, it's it's uh it's everything season three has has promised so I, far. I can't imagine seeing this in real time and having Employee of the month, yeah, out. and then the following week, this, this, yeah, and then next week is also pretty brutal. There's for totally different reasons. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's like understandable that there was, <laughs> and to some extent, I don't agree with it, but there's it's understandable that to some extent there was some backlash. Yeah, well, no <laughs> shit. I mean, there's an awful lot of death and blood. I mean, this is yeah. like this is like Scorsese blood. Sort yeah, of. that's yeah. that's that's how I see it. This is yes. a little bit of like we're seeing kind of. The uh, you know the the they're kind of exploring what we'll see more of in like Boardwalk Empire exactly. and stuff like that. This is like by, maybe by far the most violent episode. Uh, it's like until by far the bloodiest. Yeah, yes, yeah, like, by yeah, a long shot. Time. Until basically until later this season. <laughs> <laughs> until next week. Yeah. Um. Well, let's back up and and set this up a little bit. I think I think we've teased it out quite a bit. I know that everyone's dying at home to to figure out what episode we're actually talking about, right? <coughs> um, so this episode starts with this guy, Mustang Sally. Um, yeah, so so Sally, we don't know who he is. He's, yeah. he's screaming at some broad who may or may not be an extra in the Fast and the Furious movies mm-hmm. later on. But she does, uh, there's some continuity with the show here, right? That is the same yep. Tina, yes. So she, she comes up later. We right. know that she doesn't have any hair on her privates. Right. We'll find that out later on. Yes. Do you think she has hair in her privates in this one? I mean, after watching this episode, <laughs> I have hair on my privates finally. So. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely finally checked off my bucket list. Right, right, so right. I'm sure. Really glad. 
Um, yeah, so we meet her and her boyfriend, uh, who's just clearly a psychopath. Got a cool Mustang, though. He does. He does. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know that you have a cool Mustang when people refer to that first yeah. before they refer to you as a person. <laughs> I mean, this guy's basically like, this guy's basically like straight out of Beavis and Butthead. He's I know. Like, he's like yeah. the quote unquote cool guy in Beavis and Butthead. That's very true. Yeah. Or, yeah. He's like Roger Klotz from Doug grown yeah, up yeah, and yeah. like, like an alcoholic. This, this, guy, this guy's cool. <laughs> I bet he scores, you know? <laughs> oh, man. He's scoring all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's uh, just clearly uh, unable to control his emotions. I'm sure Melfi would have a field day with him. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have, uh, there are a couple of people on this show who can't control their that's emotions. That's very true. And uh, and we'll see that, uh, I think, kind of get touched upon in other parts of this episode. Well, with uh, Artie specifically. Yes. And uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um, so Mustang Sally uh, beats up with a golf club. Uh, not just beat up. I mean, he, he cracks this guy's skull open, who happens to be related to Vito Spadafore, right? Yeah, he's a Spadafore Brothers construction guy. Right. We, we met once before. He, I think, built the ramp on Richie's house. The fucking ramp. Yes, that's it. He, yeah, and he showed right up, up with Vito right up to his ass, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> and basically, <laughs> um, he. Uh, can we just go back and do more Richie episodes? Like, sure, yeah, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So this is the guy, Spadafore Brothers Construction. We're starting mm-hmm. to get this world that's kind of growing in a little mm-hmm. bit. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the Chia Pet is finally growing a little bit of hair. Yes, and yes. so we're seeing this interplay between like characters that we that are. You know, we may not know. And I think yeah. that it's kind of cool that, like, we don't know who the Sally guy is. The Sally guy doesn't know who Spadafore is. We right. kind of know who Spadafore is. Right. And then, because, like, Vito as a concept hasn't come come in yet. We just know yeah. that he's, I mean, I, I didn't recognize the name Spadafore when I first saw this. You know? uh, right. Because, I mean, like, he was Gino first and then had, like, one scene last year. Right. I don't even know if they gave him a name in that scene. Right. I don't, yeah. Exactly. I don't know. So, yeah. so we he's, don't know. He's, un, he's an unknown. Yeah. Right. We don't know who Sally is. We don't know who this girl, Tina. Tina? Is yes. it Tina? Yeah. Um, and we don't know. We kind of barely know who this Spadafore guy is. Right. And, and, and stuff like that. And they don't know who each other are. But it's kind of cool that they're all connected in some way. Yeah, that's true. And, like, so this becomes uh, an issue. Yeah, you know, it does. Wasn't some civilian, right? You know exactly. I mean? This guy's very connected. Uh, yeah. As we we learned that you know Vito is a part of the uh, April crew now under under Gigi with that's uh, true. Um, so there's a pretty direct connection to Tony, which right. uh, and the family in general, is right? What, yeah. And it sounds like from what Tony says later in the episode, this isn't the first incident with this guy. So they they it sounds like Mustang Sally was on their radar in some way. Maybe he didn't do anything yeah. to them, but they were just well. Knew. It sounds like he was beating up civilians right in which case it's like if they're not connected then they don't really care that much right. i mean they know it's stupid to throw a hot i mean i'd be mad if some guy threw a hot dog vendor off the balcony <laughs> at at metlife stadium <laughs> God, or whatever. yeah uh but right like he i guess i guess he was just beating up unconnected people before yeah but he like crossed right. the line and had no idea yeah and it's especially uh it's especially heinous <laughs> this is brian he's a special heinous. victim i would say he, um this is what do you mean? Because of the extent of the injuries? I just mean like the special victims unit would probably show up to to investigate this because it <laughs> yeah. was especially heinous. This is an especially uh, heinous crime. I yeah. think so. His I think skull you're right. cracks wide open and it's, it's uh, so violent. Yeah. Credit to the makeup department there for sure. <laughs> Big time. And also that the Spadafore guy, you know, like it's the guy who played it. Pretty good at getting yeah. hit in the head, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, though, just like to talk about the new characters. Like, mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense now that you say it. Like, we're going to have a lot of new characters. Season two kind of wrapped up a lot of the stuff started in season one. Right. And so they had to infuse yeah. it with some new blood here, uh, literally. <laughs> um, a lot of new blood. Like, Johnny Sack moved move over. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what we were talking about 
a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about employee of the month. Right. Like we need there, you know, the, 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 the chaos of this world can like kind of be explored now that we've yeah. set up these basic characters that we know that we can rely on that are kind right. of the linchpins that keep it all together. And then there's all this shit flying around on the inside. Exactly. Now. Yeah. And, and we get some, you know, some more interesting mafia stuff too. You know, it's, 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 uh, this kind of sets off like a political, I guess, kind of issue within the, within the family, because basically, yeah. You know, um, Bobby Bacala Sr. kind of comes back into the scene. We find out that he's Mustang Sally's godfather. So, like, it's an right. easy in there um, to get some re- retribution. Right. But, of course, Bobby Sr. is pretty old and ob- very obviously dying. Yeah, he's <laughs> and, having a hard time. Yeah, like, which no is, shit. like, one of the most physically uncomfortable things to watch. Th- those coughs are just awful dude like, it's terrible uh, oh, and like I, I i it's they managed to find comedy in it though when mm-hmm. he keeps complaining about the steps and when he gets to mustang yeah. sally's house and he sees the steps he goes cocksucker <laughs> and then there's more steps on the inside too which i love that must have been a fun day for the locations crew like, I know. they're like let's just find steps yeah let's find the most stairs you can on some house in new jersey um it's really good i mean but like it, it causes a political thing i mean because tony and junior have kind of been operating or Tony's sort of been operating with impunity. Mm-hmm. Like Junior hasn't really gotten in his face about stuff much recently, I, I think, right? Yeah, not not really. He's, or, he's had his own problems. We haven't, we haven't heard about it much. Right. But, like, then, you know, now they're kind of back at it a little bit. But they're mm-hmm. actually having, like, a civilized conversation about it. I think that that's really cool. Yeah, I guess in the end, yeah. Um, I mean, of course, Junior has, like, we find out much later in the episode, some ulterior motives there. He kind of weirdly believes in this you know, the power of three. Right. <laughs> and uh, so he, you know, doesn't really fight. He kind of wants, he wants Se- Bobby Sr. to die of cancer so that he doesn't, yeah. so he doesn't really push the issue, I guess. Uh, so when Junior has something, he can get out of it, you know. It's crazy. Well, I mean, I, I think that there's a little of both in there. I think he is also just like, come on, this is like an old sick guy. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like, have some respect because yeah. he's like feeling it more than anyone else. All his friends are dying. and right. Stuff like that, but at the same time, he's like totally selfish and like <laughs> an <laughs> asshole, <laughs> big time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it is like a harsh choice or a harsh uh, decision that Tony makes there to send Bobby right. Senior into this. It's just it, I, I, yeah, it. You know, you can just clearly see by watching the guy that he's not up for it. No, um, no, he's not. So there's there's some fighting there. There's some people who who agree with this and some people who don't disagree with it. Junior, obviously. And going back to Johnny Sack, who said he wasn't gonna peek his uh, or poke his beak in the whole Jersey situation, is already doing that. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah, um, and then we have Ralphie too, who is still pissed that he got passed over for captain. Right. So there's that aspect of it because right. t- Tony can't that like there's added pressure not to, as Tony says, cut Gigi's balls off. Right. Because uh, he doesn't want to basically play into Ralph's hand. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like actually, uh, you know, another. Like Tony, even though he might be in the mafia, we're not sure. And mm-hmm. if he was, that'd be you know deplorable, obviously. But he's clearly or pretty, just fine or fine, yeah. But he's like, uh, like that's a great management choice that he makes, yes. not letting you know, not undercutting Gigi like that. It is true. It's yeah. totally true. And like you don't want to undercut your top guys right when you put them in. <laughs> right. Gigi's gonna die on the toilet. But anyway, uh, so like, <laughs> uh, but I mean, the thing is that like. I, I I don't think Tony like made the really wrong decision. I mean, because oh, there's the other thing where, you know, everyone keeps talking about how this guy's retired. Oh, he's mm-hmm. retired, and you know, even even 
even juniors like what is, what's this we're in the fucking navy now you yeah, know yeah, what yeah i mean like yeah. a, a, anytime that word gets thrown around everyone kind of scoffs and right you know like you can't say that in their line of work you right. know what i mean yeah like who, who's he like what are you a fucking hockey player or something <laughs> like that yeah uh so there's that um and he just it seems like the guy wants to do it. I mean, I sort of get it. Yeah, yeah. It does make sense that it's something <laughs> killing someone, I guess, is something to live for in some way. <laughs> huh. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's nice to feel useful or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, Tony says he was the Terminator back in the day. I know. Which So I, I mean it's funny because Bacala is not. I know. I was thinking about that. You know, like we've talked a lot about like how this this season's all about parentage and then this mm-hmm. one kind of deals with parents dying and parents uh, and how their children kind of turn out. Um, pretty directly shitty, most of them. <laughs> yeah, except for Bobby. Like, I'm kind of shocked, actually. Like, do we ever hear about Bobby's mom? Was she an especially nice lady or something? Like, where did he get that personality from? If his dad was the Terminator, you I know? know. Well, he seems like a nice guy too. But the other thing is, like, it seems like it seems like he, either his dad knows that Bobby's just not cut from the same cloth, or he knows that. Um, or maybe he intentionally kept Bobby away from that, like that violent side yeah. of things. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like he seems close with him. Yeah, and I mean, you know, all things considered, I guess from what we do meet, see of Bobby Senior, um, uh, he s- does seem like a nice. Yeah, you're right. He seems like a pretty nice, a cool guy. honorable guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like he he doesn't seem to complain too much, even though he's like. You know, carrying this uh, awful cough around. Super fucked up. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know. But yeah, I was just thinking about that because there is, I mean, Bobby hasn't, we don't, I guess, really know at this point in the series, but Bobby's never killed anyone before. Yeah. And we, we know that, but maybe that no one at this point, we have, haven't talked about it. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think that actually comes up until the episode where he does. Right. I mean, like right. we can kind of. We've never seen, yeah, we've never seen him really be violent. He mostly, um, like, plays checkers and buys Metamucil. Right, yeah. Um, which is, like, a very important job in the mafia. I mean, it is. Of course it is, yeah. He's get old. He's an executive assistant, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that really he's matters. Just, he's just learning, you know. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's like, a, a protege. Yeah, he's like <laughs> he'll be running protege. his own company someday. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but I just thought it was interesting that, like, he wants, he he's such a nice, loving guy. Like, mm-hmm. unlike anyone else in this whole series, like, he actually says to Junior, like, I'll kill the guy. I'll do it, you know? Which is pretty nuts, because considering he's never killed anyone before, that seems to kind of be his own moral code. He'd also probably fuck it up. Like He'd also probably fuck it up, that's for sure. But, like, it's just kind of commendable for someone like in the Mafia, possibly, um, right. someone like Bobby to, to actually, you know, to put himself out there like that, right. you know? Um. So yeah, it's just kind of strange. Where did Bobby Bacala Jr. come from? He's he's just not cut from the same cloth. That's a really said, good, yeah. that's a good point. And I like thank God though he's, he's such a such an important addition to the show. <laughs> yeah. And also just like the way that he, I mean, he's so funny this entire fucking episode. Mm-hmm. Like he just like the way he starts crying. He's like, I'm gonna lift him out of the toilet. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ah. I mean, now yeah, he he wears his heart on his sleeve, unlike anyone else. And uh, that's you true. know, the the scene with with Tony and and Janice when they talk about the another toothpick thing and what does that mean yeah I, I you know i i just think it's just kind of you're old and frail and sick and and wasting away and and you know it's just that's what it's, it's just livia's weird sick sense of humor to refer to people in the hospital beds kind of like packed next to each other like that jesus um, or in the ground or in the grounds that Fuck. too yeah um livia <laughs> was uh <laughs> dude certainly funny let's say that i guess yeah she's hilarious hilarious like, yeah. haha funny yeah yeah um, but in that scene when they're talking about that, like Tony mentions that 
he talks about all these old timers putting on a front and kind of acting tough in the face of death and right. just to kind of avoid the inevitable. And, um, you know, I think that when are we not all in the face of death, basically, you know, it's not yeah. just like when you're old, it's, it's yeah. all of us. And then especially for those who are in the alleged mafia, if it's real. Right. And they're all going to hell. Right. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Not to put too fine a point on it. Yeah. But, um, but I just thought, I thought it was an interesting contrast that Bobby, you know, uh, compared to everyone else, like wears his heart on his sleeve so much and is, is so willing to put himself in front of the, you know, just the, to take the bullet for his dad like that. It's totally true. And he's like the only one who actually deals with it, you know, as opposed to, I mean, so they're the mafia guys that stay tough and all this stuff and maybe are just totally desensitized. Bobby's not desensitized. Right. And there's Janice. Right. Who is totally off the fucking reservation. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with Jesus, I guess. But like, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> no, she, she's gone nuts. <laughs> she's gone. She's gone totally crazy. And she's yeah. talking about all this stuff. And like, uh, she's like, she's just out of her mind. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and so she's dealing with this stuff in all these different weird ways. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So. And I like that she asked about pussy too. Sal oh, Bonatero, that dude, is. Dude, I know. And, and when she, when she says that, it's like. Does everybody just know? I'm going to guess because, I mean, you know, that's what she's saying about Richie. So when she hears Tony say that, I think that she knows exactly what that means. Oh, uh, that's a good point. So I, I was thinking, like, you know, maybe it's obvious to, like, the entire family or something like that. But probably just to her because she knows more than she's smarter than your average bear when it comes to, like, mafia stuff. It's not, yeah. like, it's not like Carmela. Carmela, like, would probably just... As soon, I mean, although Carmela knows basically that yeah. Tony offed Richie, or that Richie that she, got off, right? Yeah, got off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I always wonder about that. Yeah, we never really have too many scenes where people are just kind of like speculating. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, but, <sighs> but then again, I don't know. The pussy disappeared once. Mm -hmm. That's true too. Yeah, that's very. You know true. what I mean? And that wasn't Tony's fault, right? Like directly. Yeah. Um, but. That's the thing. It's like so who so who else might know that 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 or have a hunch that that you know they got rid of puss. I mean, I would guess Christopher probably, right? Like wouldn't he Definitely. probably put it together? Oh yeah, I mean, well they talk about it. The Christmas episode coming up, they all talk about is it. Is Chris in the room when they talk yeah, about it? Yeah, he's in the room yeah. totally. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess there's also like when when uh Tony B gets killed, like Tony mm -hmm. S walks into the room in the back of the bada bang and and everyone knows. Everyone like goes up and like pats him on the back, you know. So like, well, that that's another. I mean, mm. dude, I don't know. It's like that. There's a lot of uh, there are a lot of rocks and a lot of hard places. So yeah, I mean, going back to the whole Bobby Bacala senior thing. Well, can we talk about that scene because it's yeah, incredible? Because you really don't know who's going to come out on top in that it's situation. True. It's very true. Like, is this going to be? Because this episode is pretty well self-contained. I mean, aside mm -hmm. from like you know the fact that. Uh, Uncle June gets cancer mm -hmm. and already has unrequited love for a hostess, <laughs> which is like never going to happen again. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, basically, that whole storyline is pretty well self-contained. Yeah, big and, time. I, and I think that like so when they're when they're having that fight, it's like a question of whether you know, it, like if he killed Bobby Senior, then what would what would happen? You know what I mean? Like he'd be on the run. Yeah. Like he killed a, an actual made guy. Right. Like the whole fucking mafia would be after him. It'd mm -hmm. be kind of a boring storyline because either either the guy would run for it and disappear forever, or they'd just find him and kill him. What would have been interesting though is, is the Ralphie angle there, because then he would have been totally right all along. You know, that well, could have been interesting. Well, but actually. that's the irony of the outcome in the first place is mm -hmm. that is that 
it's kind of both. It mm-hmm. like it like went to plan, but yeah, then yeah. the guy died, yeah. and they're like, "Well, that's it's the life we chose, is it not?" You know what I mean, right. like that yeah. kind of thing. But like, that's that's the interesting thing is that we got this outcome that is just like so. It's like it is both. Yeah, you know, you true. think he got it, and he's driving away with that blood, listening to that America tune, <laughs> and you're just like, okay, I guess yeah. that worked out. But then it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> and he crashes it's... into the the into the sign. It's like. Do you feel re- relief when you see him hit that thing? Yeah, it's I'm such like, an uncomfortable the silence and yeah, the, gu- the nice slide guitar, <laughs> it's which is great. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the coughing. I mean, you can just feel it. You can just feel those coughs and and oh god, it's, and he's it's reaching just... for the inhaler and the blood. Yeah, all the blood. It's so amazing. And like when he when he when he actually finally kills Mustang. Well, the, the ear is one thing, but when he kills Mustang Sally and his brains are all over the yeah. fucking ceiling it's kind of like floating down yeah oh, God. it's like as good as it gets yeah i mean <laughs> it, i mean I just love it it's a really well choreographed scene like everything about it yeah i i, I like you said i love the stairs at, at the beginning yeah um Cocksucker. i love like just how it like sl- like turns uh and mustang sally kind of thinks he's gotten away with murder basically well it's cool uh, because like murder. when they're having that conversation it would be easy for it to be a situation where they left it nebulous and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I really like that that scene is set up that this guy's going there to kill him. Like, yeah. it's not confusing to us. We know it's a ruse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's and it's only, like, further confirmed by him seeing these stairs and be like, cuck, suck <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> Yeah. But the tension is great. I mean, uh, first of all, it's two young, able guys versus this one guy who, like, gets out of breath if he takes, like, three steps, you know? You're not I really know, expecting two dude. people to be there. Um, and he exerts himself so much and like the funny thing is that like half the blood on him is probably his because he's mm-hmm. like he's out, oh, so out of up. breath yeah and coughing it up and mm-hmm. then obviously there's some of mustang sally's blood on him <laughs> but like when he when he fucking kills him and he pushes him off of him and he reaches for the cigarette yeah. and he's just like lights it and he's like ah, you know like <laughs> oh, oh man i mean yeah whoa daddy it's rough yeah <laughs> um and uh this other guy's just collateral damage i guess um but yeah it's, well he was a dick he was a dick he's yeah. a huge dick and it, like he's fucking the lady who lives there <laughs> it's fucking the lady whose house it is i don't know i mean it's just like and oh god it's just the whole scene is like so grotesque mm-hmm. from like the smoking to like the he's just fucking the lady whose house it is yeah. you know like to every last little detail it's just like it's like horrifying. You it know is, what I mean? It's yeah. ter- it's uh, it's awful, and I love it. it yeah, know? the tension's the tension's great. The way it's shot, I love like when he gets up to go to the kitchen. Like I love that they kind of shoot it through that frame. The you know? POV. Yeah, so he's kind of like just it looks like he's you know kind of almost trapped. And then like the reverse angle from the kitchen back out to the living room just looks so creepy. Like he's like just kind of I, I don't know. It's just it's a great great shot. Really really good. Yeah. And like you just see. Mustang Sally's face with the gun coming up, you know yeah. what I mean? And also the the, the guy's uh the, you know, the roommate's reaction when he sees him, he goes, Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> like he's taking the last beer or something. That's yeah. <laughs> you know? true, yeah. Um, but he does that movie thing where he doesn't pull the trigger right away. If he just shot him right there, uh, it would have been a little cleaner, maybe. I mean, I think that that's, but, a, that's a, there's a little James Bond action happening yeah, but, in there where like he would have just walked up and like and dropped the gun and walked away. Yeah. But I guess he was savoring it. He's an old guy. You know what I mean? Very like, true. Yeah. Like think about Eugene when he has to like cap people and he doesn't want to. Yeah. Like, way down the line, he just like kills him and he leaves and he's like, oh, I gotta get home now. Like this yeah. is like, how long a drive? I hope there's not traffic. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. But 
this was this was like he was really savoring it. I yeah, think. I think he he wanted to go out on top and uh, and and feel alive and young again. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, but he's also a pro. Like he mm-hmm. knew what he was doing. Like run the water. Make yeah, sure, make sure it's cold. Yeah, and and just and the old angle did work. Like like Gigi thought, uh, it just ultimately. Uh, <laughs> didn't really work in the end not for bacala but like sort of for everybody but that's the mm. thing it's like there's this conflict where like even though it went to plan and like no one technically can shit on it mm-hmm. they can still be like oh it was a bad idea because he fucking died because he couldn't handle it you know yeah. what i mean like yeah it's uh, the other thing too like i i like that the show never really you know went too much into this kind of stuff but i i do always think about like well, what did the cops think when they showed up to that scenario there and like well and did they link bacala senior yeah i wonder with did it they? after because he crashed I, I, do we see him with the gun still like I, I don't know he maybe he left the gun at the house and wiped the fingerprints down or something but i always wondered about that like did they ever <laughs> not, put that together I mean, or because he would have been also covered in other people's blood but, but maybe he also like they, crashed yeah. super hard in his car and that yeah. was it and there was the guy's an old man whatever yeah, yeah. i don't know i mean I'm, I'm glad that they didn't do the whole investigation thing too much it's just not uh well ultimately who cares like all the parties involved are dead yeah you know that none of the mafia guys are going to say anything this guy doesn't have text messages right you know, guess, about it yeah yeah I mean, here's my question. Like, you know that scene where the moment where he hits that sign and then the sign falls out and hits the car? Yeah. Like, obviously, that was planned. Mm-hmm. That it was that elaborate. They didn't just, like, crash the car and they're like, holy shit, the thing fell out. You know what I mean? They so Obviously, it was planned. Mm-hmm. How many times do they shoot that? Like, do they just have once? No. Um, you'll, you can do it a couple times, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's all rigged to, to fall the way it's supposed to fall. And yeah. But, I mean, really what they probably did, you just, like, shoot it from 20 yards away, just have them drive right into the thing. Mm-hmm. It might even be on some kind of pulley system, but I doubt it. I'm sure there was just a stunt driver in there who did that. And yeah. Oh, you mean the old guy didn't actually drive the car? Uh, no, because he died in the first take. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, they had to do more than <laughs> so. <laughs> so then they probably they had to bring R. a stunt guy in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's wrap up the first half here with just a quick thing. Speaking of investigations, the, uh, FBI investigation kind of comes to a close in this episode as far as the, uh, the lamp goes. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's it. Very, I know that's, that's, <laughs> that's such a typical Sopranos ending. It's like, I oh know. shit, they're, what's going to happen this season? And it's like, oh no, Meadow just takes it to college. With right. Her. And yet another reason why episode one, mm-hmm. season three is a burner episode basically. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. But yeah. You can't just like uh, it because of the song. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, and I love that they're hearing this argument about they're talking about the FBI and like yeah, the true. justice system and all this stuff. Yes. And these guys in the FBI like don't give a shit about that at all. They're like, what room are they in? You know what <laughs> I mean? Talking about this in the basement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Racism? Like <laughs> class wars? Come on. Yeah. Um great comedy, great Sopranos. Once again, the FBI are basically left holding their cocks. Yeah. Like, there's just like nothing's going right for them. Yeah. And that all this like rock'em sock'em, like old fashioned investigation, like wearing the Bermuda shorts and the bucket hat, like, Mm -hmm. like going undercover shit. None of that gets them anything. It doesn't, but I guess long term, this is what makes them want to get Danielle in there to then, or Danielle or Deborah? No, it's Danielle. Danielle. Who then befriends Adriana, who then eventually brings Adriana in. I well, mean, it does have long That's true, but they basically just get everyone by like pinching them for crimes, which mm. seems like a good idea in law enforcement. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I that's guess cool. So. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but they swung for the fences here. <laughs> Fortunately, it didn't really work out. Yeah, well. Um, but uh, yeah, further so, to fall. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 funny. I I like it. I think it's really just funny and. So much happens in this episode. It's amazing. I know. I know. And we're not going to talk about any of it. We're no. just going to take a break now until next week. <laughs> it's too much. Let's. It quit. is too much. Um. All right. Let's uh. Let's stop down for a minute. This is no fucking ZD. No fucking ZD is brought to you by my fucking balls. Yeah, no, a three-pointer is from behind the line, but uh, right. we'll, I'll tell you after. Uh, welcome back to No Fucking ZD. So that's how you play volleyball. Yeah, exactly. And there's no baseball bats. No baseball bats. Welcome back. I wanted to point out that there are a lot of references, musical yeah. references, yeah. in this episode to breath and breathing. Yeah. And, really cool. and dying. <laughs> yes. I mean, basically, like, I mean, I, I I was thinking about it because, you know, as soon as Chrissy mentions Duncan Sheik, I'm like, well, I got to pause it and, like, listen to some Duncan Sheik. Obviously. You get a bubble bath going, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. some hot cocoa, <laughs> some Duncan Sheik, you know. I, I like to drive on a wide open road with foliage when I listen to Duncan Sheik. <laughs> wide open and foliage. Yeah, both, right. So, somehow. like, no cars but plants. Right. I'm driving through the woods crashing into things is generally what I'm doing. I see. To, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. so like, I, I just thought it was ironic that, you know, uh, Chrissy mentions Duncan Sheik because mm-hmm. Duncan Sheik's big quintessential. Hit, quintessential hit that is still probably the prom song of many, many high school students. Yeah. Uh, was barely breathing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, I thought like that was going to be too much of a coincidence because Chrissy, I mean, if, for those of you who, who didn't catch it when they cut to, uh, when they cut to Vesuvio yeah. with Tony and Chrissy chatting, yeah. uh, Chrissy says, so I, I told him I'd, I told him to sh- I'd shove those Duncan Sheik rep. <laughs> I can't even say it. It's, it's too, too much. Good, yeah. I told him I'd shove those Duncan Sheik rep- records right up his ass or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh yeah, Duncan Sheik's track was barely breathing. And that's hilarious. Cause there's a dude with lung cancer in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never mean, noticed that. Yeah. And then, but as Meadow is coming up with her laundry, uh, to go and mad dog Tony and steal that lamp. Mm. Uh, she's singing Leave Me Breathless by The Coors. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, so I just, that's two interesting yeah. uh, references to breath and breathing. Yeah, I I never ever noticed that until you pointed that out, but that's really funny. Right. And such like a, such a David Chase and Terry uh, Terry Winter. Yeah, Terry Winter who yeah. wrote this episode, which explains all the blood. Yeah, big time. <laughs> to, to, to be honest. But that's such like his sense of humor. I feel like, yeah. I feel like they got each other as writers in that way and that they both had this like really sick sense of humor and that's such a great, yeah. extension of it that's funny it was really good and then also the america song that we just heard part of mm. um it's uh the line that that comes up right before bacala crashes his car is like i just can't make it or something <laughs> like that really good music cues, extremely yeah, you know ex- I mean? yeah yeah um, i agree we don't really need to i mean i, I also like michael jackson mm-hmm. um the eagles yep who's the top five musicians of all time top five musicians of all time yeah definitely kanye west mm-hmm. um uh uh, Shakira, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Shania, Shania Twain. Oh, definitely. Um, and then basically the Gin Blossoms. I think are right. all of the members are just basically the rest of the list. And then you know, 
who could forget Janice Soprano? <laughs> True, <yes. laughs> her guitar with her broken arm. Um, uh, I can't wait for that. So let's jump back to the beginning of the episode because this yeah. is a really it's it's a, this is a solid open, big time. Uh, we get this nice shot of Tony. He's sitting in in Melfi's office. Mm-hmm. No big deal. No big deal. No yeah. big deal. It's very quiet. It's a lot like the first Melfi session. There's like nothing being said. It's a lot like many of the Melfi sessions. It's yeah. like nothing out of the ordinary. You know. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's nothing true. up my sleeve. Nothing. Up, you know what I mean. <laughs> right. And then we just get this this like really like slow turn. Oh yeah, a couple of shots of Melfi going okay, mm-hmm. and then this nice little turn to reveal. That Carmella. Carmella is in fact yes, and that this this is a really nice uh, thing here because actually this is this is a nice continuity yeah where because uh, t- uh, Tony and Melfi were talking about bringing Carmella in right yeah uh, before she was raped which is right something that like it's kind of interesting because like I mean there's stuff to be said about Carmella in general, but I think that this is also just one of those great examples of how like nothing ever fucking changes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. People always think that these great big life events are going to change everything in their lives. And like Melfi suffered this trauma, but like it hasn't really changed the course of Tony's go nowhere Fugazi therapy. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, she made the choice, I guess at the end of the, at the end of last episode to not let it affect that in any way. Yeah. But she's like chipper. She's like good as new basically. Yeah. I mean, and and Carmela makes some reference to her accident, but that's really all you get. Um, which is another thing, you know, I mentioned before, uh, you know, like learning how to watch the show. Like, of course I, you know, I think a lot of us thought this episode would open with some kind of, reference or like some kind of wrap like breaking up. bad like the second she says no and tony goes you sure i'll yeah, kick someone's right, ass yeah. right now or something like that i don't know but, but yeah I think it just that, gets that's a... such a cop-out because it's like i mean not to shit on breaking bad mm-hmm. but like when you don't finish a scene you haven't finished a scene you yeah, know what i mean yeah. and i i feel like it's it would have been bullshit if like for example we had that ending of the last episode and then we opened up with like the end of that scene in the next right. episode or that something, doesn't make any sense yeah i i'm that just as like a tv watcher I, I i prefer that there's like some time in between episodes like yeah i don't know why I don't, i'm not sure i, just I do because i'm fucking lazy and i want to see someone else do something interesting with right. their life I because so, i have yeah. to do every day of mine and yeah. it gets old bro <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, i guess so but yeah breaking bad love to do that uh even i i love game of thrones but they do that too like my one thing about yeah. game, i wish game of thrones like I wish more time went by in between episodes and in between seasons. It just sometimes, I mean, I guess like when you're just like on track with the story. I know it'd be stick. great. It'd be great if we tune in tonight and Reagan's president. Yeah. <laughs> <or something. laughs> yeah. It just jumps centuries. Yeah, and exactly. Into- <laughs> like, uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, Sopranos are really good at that. I mean, even episode, even within the episode, it's kind of hard to tell how much time is going by. Mad Men was also really good at that. Right. Like, you know, just more, uh, it's, it's nice to have more stuff happening off camera like that. That doesn't have to be talked about, you know? Yeah, completely. Um, um, and so now, years later, I, I, I like and appreciate more that it doesn't start with like the rape. But like, I was, I feel like I was before this show, I was so used to TV being like that, where like, you know, nothing got left unsaid and everything had to yeah. just come up immediately and, 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 you know, and, and sewn um, up at the end. You right. Know? Yeah. But, but again, we talked about the last episode being like this, like Frankenstein version of like the very special episode. Right. Yeah. Right. And, uh, or at least like the bleak, you know, post you know, post TV era right, yeah. thing. Um, anyways, anyway, so, so the, the therapy, session, the therapy though, session, yeah. it's back to normal, but this is one of those things where like nothing fucking changes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it's not these moments that are, I mean, trauma changes things, but mm-hmm. people are who they are in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, also Tony has no idea what happened to Melfi. He just knows that her knee healed up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, true. um, 
you know, they don't really talk about it much. Right. Except she mentions it in the final episode. But anyways, um, it's really funny how Tony and Carmela are communicating mm-hmm. and like this. It's some of the best. I mean, so much good comedy in this episode. And yes. I love that we got it right off the bat. Yeah. Um, especially after last episode, which wasn't funny <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean? not at all. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. And, and and speaking of people just not changing or so much not changing, I mean, even for for them as a couple, you know, they might have thought of this as kind of being like some momentous occasion in their right. in their relationship. But, uh, you know, it's uh, they, yeah, they're not really going to change. And, and we see here are some examples why. I mean, for one, they can't right. communicate. Um, and then. And also, Tony seems to think that this is kind of a bitch session to Carmela. Right. He's like, you know. Sometimes uh, you affect me. People right. affect each other yeah. in life, you know, which is like some of the best like mafia double speak like bullshit I've heard in like a long time. I know. Yeah. He, he totally doesn't understand that it could be partly him or, <laughs> yeah. or other things. Or that <laughs> she could give insight on things that he does. Like that right. totally escapes him because that's kind of like the point is that she's going to give some dimension to Melfi on like their home life. And he gets right. it in the last episode, but now he's in the hot seat and he's like, well, sometimes you do things, you know? And yeah. it's just like, huh? Yeah. And, and he's also, uh, I think she says it pretty directly that like, he'll just place the blame on others basically yeah. for all of his problems. And that's exactly what he's doing here. And, uh, and then he and just also, like turns to the side and is silent. Yeah. Which it, you have to edit out a lot from this podcast. Right. I, I do that all the That's time. Every time we make a point, Evan just kind of turns his chair, swivels it a little bit, and just crosses oh, his Oh, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Um, but but also, like, it, it's still hilarious to me that, like, Tony, like, when he tries to bring up the panic attack thing, he's like, you know, I told you, with the meat, with the with the gabagool, like, he's just, like, totally doesn't want to put any effort into any of this stuff at all. It's and, true, but and, also, to, to be fair, though, like, uh, I mean, I've had, like, moments in therapy where I got, like, amazing insight on something, and sometimes you go to tell someone about that, mm-hmm. like someone you're really close with, like your girlfriend or your mom or something like that. And like, it doesn't translate right. You yeah, know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I figured out that when I, when I banged my knee, it reminded me of that time that, you know, like, right. it's like, yeah. and, and they're like, yeah, I, 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 knew, I, I realized that. And you're just like, oh, really? <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> it was a major breakthrough. It was a major me. breakthrough in therapy <laughs> for me. It was a whole box of tissues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like therapy, I guess, in a way, is like the ultimate you had to be there. Therapy and dreams are like the two ultimate you had to be there. <laughs> and there's like really no way to translate it, like to tell someone what you've learned. But but ultimately, though, I think <laughs> that's funny. And there are two things that are huge things on the show that people mm-hmm. have problems with, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah. But um, but ultimately, like, it just doesn't sound like even Tony takes it seriously, though. You know, he's like, yeah, this meat thing, like whatever she said, like, that's the I think you're right. You know, and, and what, do you, what do you sorry? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No. No, 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 I will not fucking go ahead. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it. Uh, what do you think went into getting her in there? Do you think she remembered and was like pushing on it? Well, do you think that Melfi took like the last three months or however long it's been to like convince Tony to do it? Well, I'm, I think like because she calls last episode, right? And says, I've been in an accident. I have to go. And then suddenly Carmela's like all upset about it again. And Tony's like, oh, no, I hope she's okay. And like. Tony shows more compassion for Melfi than he's shown Carmela and her probably, knee. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that that line, her knee. Yeah, so I feel like Tony kind of realizes, like, whoops, I just accidentally uh, showed or you know showed my hand a little too much there, and uh, that's probably true. And then he's like, Let, yeah, you, she wanted you there, like we should go together, kind of thing, just to maybe like placate Carmela a little bit. I think so. Yeah, and also I don't know. I mean, he's had a couple panic attacks this season, and I don't know. I'm sure Carmela is concerned to some extent. 
just in general. Maybe wanted to go. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But I mean, Carmela rightly calls calls him out when she's just kind of like he tries to say it's what she does to him and it's this meat thing with mm -hmm. his mom and she's just like, well, if you weren't like fucking everyone and like you know choosing your lifestyle, you'd probably feel a lot better. Actually. And she hits the nail on the head. Exactly. And it's something that like that that Melfi hasn't been able to get across. Right hasn't really said as articulately as that or as directly not that she doesn't have the ability but she like that's what therapists do they kind of like lead, lead the you, horse right. to water you yeah, know what i mean yeah but melfi just hits him or carmela just hits him over the head with it and it kind of still doesn't he just gets angry yeah exactly he just doesn't want to deal with it he puts on a front i guess you could say um and and also literally he dresses as a bodega yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, Melfi, I think, and Melfi's looking at them just like with disgust too. You can just be, she's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, what did she get herself into? Oh uh, my God. I mean, that's, if, if there's an hour of your life that'll make you want to have a drink afterward, I think that's I the one. Yeah, you know? I know. It's, it's such, it's so thankless. Like Tony calling, yelling at her at the end is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, you must've been at the top of your fucking glass. <laughs> oh God. So, so good. Well, and also, I mean, being a therapist can't be easy because like the, the benefits are so nebulous in some yeah. ways and it, it really depends on the person, you know, like what? what Carmela says about her is something that I've heard so many people say about therapists was like put a new wing on her house you know right like, yeah. that's like you take all the blame it's, yeah. you're, you're a blank canvas for people to just throw shit on and uh you know I mean like Tony falling in love with her and then sometimes blaming her for things and then falling back in love with her again it's like it's all projections you know yeah. um yeah. but so this leads to their fight in the car uh, which then leads to uh, meeting this fortune from Rudy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> pulling them over, and uh, and Officer Wilmore is his name, right? Leon, Leon Wilmore, yeah. poor guy. I, I mean, again, like as as Tony's getting pulled over, just to, just to confirm what Carmela's saying, he's like, oh, these fucking speed traps or something like that. Like he won't even take responsibility for speeding down the highway like a maniac. I know, you know he's it's always someone so else's fast fault. on the turnpike in right. the middle of the day. Yeah, and so and he kind of you know is butting heads with someone who probably does take responsibility for things in his life and certainly has a much stronger you know moral center than than Tony I, th Soprano. I think he has a much stronger moral center than a lot of people. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean this guy. I mean also I think that the detail that he's a black guy, right? It it changes everything because Tony probably wouldn't talk down to a white cop like that. Probably not. And like this stirs the pot as far as uh, Tony's issues right now with Meadow are concerned. Those haven't haven't, you know, disappeared right. for some reason. It's been a few months and Meadow's still pissed. But like the thing is that like this cop being black on top of everything else, it just makes Tony like really just he just won't relate to him at all. Right. He won't see. And, and I think that the things that the cop does are really interesting. Like one thing that jumps out to me is not only that he like won't he wouldn't take the money at the end, but also like he says that he's not eligible for overtime. Right. That's what he's pissed about. He's not he's not pissed that he's not on patrol or doing this or that. He's pissed that he can't work more. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that that Tony and Chrissy and all these dudes hold so sacred is like. No one should tell you how to make a living. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But Tony just fucked up this guy's living like so bad. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think he actually does feel bad about it. And well, he does. Like, he has second real. thoughts in the middle. He calls Zellman and then yeah. Zellman like reassures him because what's he going to do? Call him back and be like, actually, uh... yeah, I, I don't know. But I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of, again, just that that conversation with Janice and Tony where he's like he's talking about people putting on fronts and acting like hard asses to right. like avoid their real feelings. 
And like when 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 Tony first shows up at Fountains of Wayne, which I love that they shot there, and I love that it just I I just think it gives such a nice like cushy backdrop to this whole thing. Like yes, they are in like suburban New Jersey. Exactly. Yeah. Things are kind of hunky dory. Right. Exactly. Um, but when he first runs into the runs into him there, like you can kind of tell he feels really bad. And then when he you know is at the cash register with him, suddenly Tony's such a hard ass all over again. You know, like yeah. Um, but I do think, yeah, underneath it all, Tony was affected by that a little bit, you know? Sure, sure. Um, whether he wants to admit that, I don't know. Well, Tony's going to have to confront, maybe not soon, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there are some moments where Tony really does have to confront that he's a huge dick to yes. people. You know, Tony just has a very set worldview about, like, where people fit into... This Which this type roles. of people do this. This type of people do that. Right. Yeah. And he. And that's why we don't like them. Right. Yeah. Um. You know. He's he's even says to Meta like stick with your people. Like stay in your role. Stay in your the box that I want everyone to stay in. Like that's it's just much easier to deal with life when you kind of think of it that way. Yeah. Sure. You have more control. Um. You know. As as Janice is mentioning in that toothpick scene. That's Sorry. totally Sorry to true. Keep bringing that up. Um. But the so toothpick or Janice? The, the, uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> um. But you know, like he kind of expects. Tony is a very racist guy, obviously, and kind of expects most yeah. black people to either be criminals, essentially, as he seems to think. He, right. he quotes some like bullshit, you know, stat off the top of his head, and so I think like yeah. he's trying to confirm that with this with Leon Wilmore with the, with the cop there, you know, like right. when he tries to buy him off at the end. Maybe I mean I think that he also yeah I think that also like the way that he talks to him at the end, he's like just make sure it gets more place in one piece. It's like yeah. he sounds more it's he sounds more mafia y than usual. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess he kind so. of like goes a little heavy with like the mafia accent, and I think he's trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and like relate in some way where he's like, we're just we're just a couple of bad boys. Right. And he's like, no, dude, I work at Fountains of Wayne. Like, fuck off. Right. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. for real, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I like I like that he can't be bought. I like that Tony kind of thinks anyone can be. And it's uh, it's it's an interesting, like, you know, dilemma, moral dilemma for him to kind of face. Totally. And I, I think it's an important one. Yeah. And I, and I think that, like, you know, the thing with Noah, I mean, this is going <laughs> to this is all going to come back. It is. Uh, definitely in the next is, episode. Yeah. Uh, I think that this conversation directly leads to Meadow being penetrated <laughs> on, <laughs> Jesus. on some uh, maybe. level. Well, the whole thing, probably, yeah. I mean, in, in on some level. I mean, Noah's a, the, a nice, charming guy. He kind of reminds me of, like, a college version of... Uh, of the guy of Judge Reinhold's character from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where he's okay. like, I'm a single successful guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, you are. Fine. Right, uh, right. I mean, this guy pretty much has like the Ivy League version of like the cool car and the cool job. You know, he's right. like brainy, he's the RA and all that shit. Um, the but, RA. But I also think that, I know. <laughs> uh, but I also think that, you know, this conversation, like, you know, Carmela's right. Mm-hmm. She drives him right into her arms. She does. Her, definitely. her right into his arms. <laughs> yes. Right. She <laughs> That's does. what I meant to say. She absolutely does. Um, and and he, you know, overall, it, he is a giant hypocrite about all of it. You know, like yeah, hearing the Meadows bike get stolen and then saying it's going to be her car stereo next and and just all this really dismissive stuff that he's saying. And she calls him a hypocrite, and he is because where do those stereos usually end up if not like back in his hands? Right. Which which interestingly. Like, also, it comes back to Meadow in a weird way, too, you know? That's true. That's how Tony makes his money. Well, she tries so hard She tries so hard to be holier than thou about it, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, we know that she's going to wind up at the South Bronx Law Center and, mm-hmm. like, all that kind of shit. Uh, and yet she, she just, like, 
doesn't come to terms with or is totally cool with the fact that like her life is all financed by this crime. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. And uh, no, she, she'll justify it in some way eventually, basically. Well, the poverty of the mezzo, right. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, blah, 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 meadow. Okay, yes. anyways, enough meadow. Well, please. let's talk about other deals Tony tries to make in this episode. He tries to buy someone else in a weird way. And Were you talking is... about the little little hookers with the little blowjobs? Yeah, yes, I am, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Great line from Johnny Sacker. Yeah, I know. Um, no, it's, it's, it, I would say it's Artie, actually. Artie, uh, right. Leading, uh, Artie's having maybe a midlife crisis of some kind and uh One, his first <laughs> yeah first of many um and is maybe at least he didn't get his earring ripped out this time not yet thank god yeah um but he's sort of he's definitely facing a crossroads of uh, an enormous precipice here and feeling <laughs> he uh, is on the precipice of an enormous crossroad uh, yeah and maybe feeling a little bored in his work life and his marriage life and he's kind of trying to well let's first of all everybody wants to have sex with everybody like let's yeah. just let's start there right and like it's not surprising because he always hires these slamming hostesses who have right. to take orders from him you right. know what I mean. And I mean, he's not fucking Donald Trump or anything, but like, uh, ooh, topical joke. Uh, but um, <laughs> by the way, if you're listening to this in five years, Donald Trump r- ran for president. You may remember. Yeah. Uh, but uh, basically, like he uh, and Donald Trump was insensitive about women at times. Anyways, uh, once so or twice, yeah. once or twice. Uh, so but he um, loves Hispanics. He loves Hispanics. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, but so Artie like has. He's a normal fucking guy. Right. But he's around all these people who really just don't say no to those uh, kind of impulses that they have. Right. You know what I mean? Tony can fuck anyone. I mean, yeah. he, he can justify fucking. I mean, he doesn't feel bad. Fuck, he just does it. You know right. what I mean? That's yeah. what I mean. Right. Uh, Tony's making all this money and all this stuff. And, and you know, this is one of those things where, like, you see a guy who has normal thoughts, you know, he has a successful restaurant, but he's like, okay, what's next for me? Right. So yeah. he's thinking about business stuff, you know, his daughter's in college. Like he's thinking about, you know, next steps in his life, et cetera. Right. And, um, you know, other than Nuevo Vesuvio, but, um, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, but, but he sees a guy like Tony who's like banging everybody. He sees mm-hmm. a guy or, or a guy like Chrissy, you know, mm-hmm. in some ways. And, he's starting to kind of like tear his life apart a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I'm sure it's, it's, I mean, the temptation's always there. It probably sucks to see people like Christopher who just kind of were born into this. Like, you know, I mean, uh, Christopher doesn't know hard work the way Artie does. Right. And yet he still gets the girl and is doing relatively well for himself. Probably makes way more money than Artie. Probably. I, I mean, the big difference is, um, and I meant to bring this up like a couple weeks ago when we were talking about like how much Christopher might make in a year. Like the, the big difference is Artie has like a steady salary versus the mafia guys. Like they score money. You know what I mean? Like it's not really like they're getting paid But does Artie have weekly. a steady, when you're a business owner, do you have a steady salary? Well, Don't you yeah. just get what's off the top? Yeah, I mean, he would pay himself out of whatever goes into the after after everything else has probably gone into the restaurant. But yeah. does that ever become a set amount? That's my question. Oh, I'm not I'm not really sure. I mean, well, no, not necessarily. I guess if you do better in one year, you're going to do better in one year. But the, right. the difference is he he gets paid something every week versus like the mob guys, they get paid when they they have a big score of some kind. Right. It's not unless it, you're, the, unless the, you're Tony. the scores aren't sustainable exactly, things yeah. like a restaurant. I see but what that's you mean. Side tangent. Anyway, um yeah, well, but yeah, certainly Artie's life but that's a good point cuz Artie's life is less stressful than theirs in that way, but he's kind of like antsy and he's like he's like you know what kind of shenanigans can i get into in some right. way like who can i stick my dick in or like how right. can i get into business with the mafia which is smart you know but <laughs> well, like yeah. 
Um, right. I mean, you know, it's a. Uh, it is less stressful. He's not having panic attacks like Tony because he's not doing all these horrible things that Carmella calls Tony out for, you know? No, he's just a knucklehead. But, right. But it, but at the same time, you know, like in, in an episode that deals with death quite a bit, um, I think it makes sense to have one of these kind of regular guys who just kind of, who's just kind of moving along through life, start to think about like, well, who the fuck am I and where am I going? What does this mean? Right, 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 And right. like, you know, I'm going to maybe die someday. Like what's, uh, you know, I, I have to get a ton of stuff done and I have to do all this stuff, you know? And, uh, it's pretty easy. I think when you're feeling that way to convince yourself that you're in love with your young hostess who you barely know and should have nothing to do with. And she's, and, she's, I mean, she's hot, but like, she's so vapid. You know, I mean, yeah. she like she's in the type of relationship where she's engaged to a guy and she has to like go fix her makeup to make sure that she's like still hot enough and all this stuff. You well, know yeah. what I mean? And he can tell her where to work. You know? Yeah, that's uh, the other thing. Yeah. Um by the way, can we just give a shout out to that tiger dress that she's wearing? Of course we can. Amazing. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah, we said that she we've recently said she wasn't we're in re- reaching prime Adriana, but I feel like this is prime Artie too. He looks fucking fine in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's pretty good, you know, except when he gets the earring. Yeah, yeah. He's just so hot with an earring. Right, You know yeah. what I mean? Um, John Ventimiglia, come hang. Come on the show, please. That'd be awesome. I'll get my ears pierced for that guy. Why not? Fuck yeah. Okay. That sounds great. Um, will you shave your head, too? Yeah, just on the top, middle, and yeah. I'll keep the sides. <laughs> By the way, speaking of which, that what Tony says, I mean, you could have hair like Casey Kasem. <laughs> it wouldn't matter. No one wants hair like Casey Kasem. I mean, was K- he known K- for that or something? I no, forget. Casey Kasem was like 130 years old and had like a full head of like dark brown hair and looked right. ridiculous. Yeah, but he's right. I mean, already has no business with Adriana, and he's being insane. I mean, he'd be nuts to ever leave Charmaine in the first place. I mean, I know they, they temporarily to, do. He'd but. also be nuts to like get married to Adriana. He'd probably like two weeks. I give it two weeks. Right. And I'd be yeah. like, wait a second. You want to be a what music manager? <laughs> no, no, no. Not no, a no. restaurant manager. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I do think it's interesting that at Artie's low point here is when Tony kind of comes in, partly to I guess make him feel better. I'm not really sure, but but comes in and is the devil on his shoulder again. Like, hey, yeah, I, I have a business deal. You know. Well, he keeps him from um, getting killed. He to start off, does with. that's true. I mean, I, yes, he's Artie is is the stupidest smart guy on this show. You know, well, he's smart because of Charmaine. Really, I mean, he would be yeah. an idiot, like you said, to get involved in any way with Tony. Um, and that's true. Although he fights it, much like you know Officer Wilmore, he has that he has some kind of moral center, I guess, that keeps him out of it. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Just and he, that was and he, yeah, and he parallel. fights it. It's like his mother, you know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. pushing against it, and, like, everybody's, there are a lot of people rebelling in this episode, you mm-hmm. know, it's between Meadow and Artie and all this. Right. And we'll get much more Meadow next week. Um, oh, yeah. Pretty, yeah. So we'll know Quite a bit of Meadow, <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> so, all in all, a lot going on, and we also have some things that are put into place for the future. Johnny Sack and mm-hmm. Tony are getting closer. I couldn't be happier about getting more Sack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, and, and we're getting some pieces put in place for this waterfront esplanade with mm-hmm. Zellman uh, and with Johnny. And um, I some cool stuff cool stuff coming up. Yeah, a couple cool episodes in the season. couple cool One episodes. One or two. Definitely, like, 
the sex scene we've all been waiting for. Right. Oh God. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then and then and Ralphie will become a more major player as as time goes on too. That's, I like that's that, coming up. I like. I mean, spoiler alert here, but I like that Ralphie is given a little bit of time to you know. Uh, to mature mm-hmm. as a villain, you know what mature. I mean, because he's kind of like you know he's like a fine wine, you know to 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 get rid of him after one season, I think would not be so good. But you know yeah. he he sticks around. We're not really sure what his role is going to be moving forward. We right. know he 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 chaps Tony's ass for sure. He does, yeah. But but he's capable. He's capable and like yeah. So it it, it could go either way at this point, and I just love that we get two seasons. For it really to play out, mm-hmm. uh, because like you know, I think that I think that there's a lot um, there's a lot to explore here, mm-hmm. especially because you know he's sort of a, an equal of Tony in some ways, you know, intellectually time, in terms yeah. of age, uh, stuff like that. And I like how he's kind of like waiting on the wings right now. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm also excited to get a little more Polly action. Yeah, not a lot yet. I, uh, the one great line from Polly, the two, the, he, he brings the Whit- Whitman sampler, I believe, to the hospital, right? That's true. Which is yeah. amazing. I brought him some Whitmans. Um, but then at dinner with Johnny Sack, when Johnny Sack's like, I heard about, you know, this thing going on with, uh, Bacala Senior, and Polly's just like, he didn't hear from me, Tone. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, just exactly. amazing. It's so obvious, <laughs> oh, right? Great, I mean, yeah. like, uh, like, <laughs> but he'll like clearly you told him, <laughs> right? Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe not, but like, I don't think he did yet. I think like, Junior reached out to him. Polly's so easily. Like show he just shows like when he's nervous. It's great. So yeah. well. Uh we'll get I mean, yeah, not a lot of Polly yet this season, but of course one of the most classic episodes of the series coming up will involve him when and the uh and the Pine Barrens woods. <laughs> so that oh, should be fun. Oh boy. I um, mean I feel like that episode's gonna take us twenty five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, very, we have a lot to talk about. It's gonna be great. It's like a it's like a it's like a Seinfeld. It, you know, you know what the Pine Barrens is like the Sopranos version of the the Seinfeld parking lot episode. Yeah, or the Chinese food restaurant one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's agreed. a really good point. Agreed, big time. So I think that I mean, yeah, we could we could really go on about this this episode, but I think okay. we're not going to. Oh no, no, that's it. I'm calling it off. I, the one thing I actually wanted, to, speaking of Ralphie, <laughs> here we go. The one thing I, I do like that in that hospital scene that ends with uh, it's Vito, Ralphie, Gigi, and Eugene all together in the hospital. Just four doomed guys. I love that. They're just these kind of uh, along with this fucking vegetable guy. And that, yeah, yeah. I can't believe what Vito says about. Is it his cousin or his brother? I, I thought it was cousin, and then I swear someone said brother. Yeah, but I don't know. It was. He says like it's gonna be a vegetable tone. Fucking retard. It's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, like, they're, they're not good at that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, that's also like your family member. He's yeah, not I like, know. he's not like, it's, anyways, so that was interesting. But also, Agreed. how funny is Ralphie in that scene? I'm sorry, but he's really funny. I mean, he's great. He's, he's really great. such a dick. Yeah, I mean, he's such a dick, but in a really funny way. It's so different from Richie. The episode and jerks you around so much. Like, right after yeah. this guy gets his fucking head split open. Yeah. But we did. He's right, though. We did need that that levity after last week's episode, leading into like the first scene of this one being that, or second scene, roughly. Uh, we needed that comic yeah. relief, so I appreciate that. Unless Ralphie. there's a salami sandwich lying around. Right. Jesus Christ, I can't believe this. Shit. Anyways, okay. All right, so um, we'll have to see about next week because we might be going to see David Chase speak in in New York City. Right. So we're not sure about the podcast next week, but 
Um, we'll find a way. We'll find a way somehow. Yeah. Hey, uh, we'll report you know what back really helps that, is when you guys complain about it a lot. Yeah, please. We love it. We just mm, we yeah. do love it actually. Uh, all right, so I think that wraps up another toothpick, another great podcast. That's for sure. That's really sure. I, yeah. another another winner. I think. I agree. I uh, think that we're going to be able to quit our jobs at Seven Eleven soon. Finally. Yeah. I'm so sick of those damn slushy machines. Another slushy machine. <laughs> All right. Um, as always, subscribe, follow, email. Yeah, yeah, AOL, yeah, yeah, AIM, yeah. Snapchat, regular mail, postcards, and uh, or just come see us in person. Just knock on the door. We also are going to be selling uh, DVD copies of our podcast mm-hmm. at Circuit City, mm-hmm. um, if you can find one. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll, we'll be back ya. either next week or the week after. We'll let you guys know with University, another another classic episode. I think I'm going to need some time to watch University a few times on my own. Okay, that's fair. Okay.